We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Score! Had to be one of the best starts of your major league career, would you say? Struck out the first eight, got the win, uh, shut out, two hitter against the Dodgers. Yeah. One ball, two strikes. Open pitches tonight. This is amazing. What a feat by this guy. Eight consecutive strikeouts. They were largely disinterested towards the end of the year. I don't know about that. <laughs> Every dog has his day kind of thing. What would your buddy Larry David say? Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Jim Deshays of the Marquee Sports Network joins us right now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. J.D. and Len Casper a few years back talking about the game in 1986 when J.D. struck out eight straight Dodgers to start the game. They were largely disinterested. I will not have you uh, besmirching my friend Jim Deshays. No, no, sir. You're a tremendous slouch. Come on. They were, they were probably hungover, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> it's September 23rd. It's kind of late. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were. Making tea times probably half an hour before the game started. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> eventually tied by Jacob deGrom and Herman Marquez. That one I forgot. Uh, and then broken by Pablo Lopez, the Marlins, uh, just uh, just last year. But that one of the many claims to fame for, for Jim Deshays. I need – look, here's the thing. I, I want to talk a lot of Cubs with you, but every time I'm with you – I think about Mike Scott and the scuffing and the Astros rotation, and I, I forget – if you've told me about, like, if you ever tried, if you ever tried to scuff a ball and what kind of action you got, if anything. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, I, um, I, I remember pitching against the Pirates one day, and Rick Roden was pitching for the Buccos, and Rick was known for scratching the ball a little bit, maybe a tack or something, um, maybe a little eyelet on his glove or something that he'd peel up. And so I got one of those, and uh, – <laughs> Uh, I said, I'm going to try this. And uh, the ball was moving like crazy, but I couldn't control it. So 
um, there's, you know, it's, it's one thing to doctor the baseball, but you still have to know what you're doing out there to make it move the right way. So I kind of, I think I threw two or three balls with it and then threw it out of play. And then at the end of my career, when I was with the Twins, and I was the, uh, what I like to call the worst pitcher in baseball, uh, I remember going down to the bullpen one time for my side work and uh, like with a doctor's bag of stuff. And I, and I monkeyed around a little bit, and then I just thought, ah, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it, <laughs> you know. So I never did. I no, no, I never did. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. The doctor's bag of stuff. I, I, I think. I think at that point, my velocity was such that I couldn't, you know, I couldn't get, impact the movement on the ball enough to make a real difference. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I had that moment in 1994 with the Twins. 25 starts with an ERA over seven. Aren't you glad you came yeah. on? Aren't you glad you came on this morning? <laughs> well, yeah. Tim? I mean, you prop me up with the strikeout thing, and then you, bam, you just hammer me with the, the seven ERA. Hey, man, don't get too high. That's don't life. get that's too it. low. That's it, man. Yeah. That's, 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 that's why I feel like I have a good understanding of, of what the players go through. I've been on kind of both ends of it. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, let's talk about what the vibe is of this team, this Cubs team right now. I, I, I spent a segment last week, Jim, kind of, combining a few different things um, and and letting people know that overall I I found myself in this incredibly optimistic place regarding the Cubs because of a variety of factors. Um, But, but, you know, one of which is, is how aggressive I think the front office is going to be in this off season. But one of the things that I'm, that, that is making me optimistic is the overall, like the brand of ball they play, the level of attention they seem to be bringing every day, the identity that they seem to have taken on um, in, in regards to uh, the manager, David Ross. I feel like I like what I'm seeing on a daily basis in that way. Yeah, I'm a big Rossi fan. Uh, I think he and the coaching staff do a real good job uh, preparing the players. I think they've kept the energy up. They've kept the optimism up through through, through a tough year. Um and, you know, when you've got so many guys who don't, do not have a lot of big league experience, uh, they're excited to be there. They're jacked up. So that's, you know, that, that, that's part of it for sure. Uh, you know, the worst team is when you have a really bad team that's full of uh, bitter old veterans. Uh, I, you know, that's just – that is ugly. That's, that's no fun at all for anybody. So this has been, you know, kind of a fun group. Uh, they're still trying to figure out. They've got some holes, obviously, that they need to address. But I'm with you. I think, you know, an aggressive offseason, a much improved uh, minor league system, well, it looks like there's some dudes on the way um, that, that are going to help. Um, so, you know, I, I, I can't sit here today and tell you how many, you know, games are going to win next year or, or when they're going to be a contender again. But um, I, I like the certainly like the long-term future, and I, I'm feeling a lot better about the short-term as well. Let, let's talk about the keepers then. Let, let's talk about what we have here. I mean, obviously – the um, you know what um, what Nico Horner has done and proven means he will stay and probably get some contract extension offers as you as you look at Ian Happ and what he has done I I think he'll be a parts uh, of things next year and we'll see what the extension uh, will will be who are the other position players obviously Seiya Suzuki's going to be here who's the next position player that hops out to you and says all right this could be part of a good cubs team either next year or beyond yeah well i think any number of guys could be part of of a next good team whether they're you know everyday uh players i think remains to be seen i think there's first base has to be addressed center field has to be addressed uh, we don't know what's going to happen with, with Wilson in free agency. Um, you know, a lot of talk here in St. Louis that the Cardinals are going to make a, a run at him. Um, 
So, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what the catching position looks like. Um, so, you know, uh, I think they're going to be in, uh, it seems like, from everything I read, and I don't have any information other than that, that they're going to be in on uh, this free agent shortstop market. Um, and if they land one of those guys, Nico slides over to second, and then what do you do with Nick Madrigal? Um, yeah, so, yeah, I think they're set in the corner outfield positions. I think if I'm Jed, though, I, I still listen. If, if, if people aggressively make a run at Ian with, you know, trade talks, uh, I probably uh, I listen to what people have to say. But I think they're really happy with the way he's performed. Uh, I certainly am, and I would have no problem seeing him man left field for you know, the next few years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's, it, it's interesting because I think – I don't think anybody has seized center field. The first base remains wide open. I don't know what Morales' future looks like just in terms of how he will be used. I suspect, you know, he'll be a nice piece on the club, a guy that you can plug into multiple positions. But I think they're just trying to find where he's the best fit, and I, and I don't think they've solved that yet. Yeah, I think there's a couple guys like that. I think Patrick Wisdom, obviously hurt right now, has shown you that 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 he can learn to get a little more contact. He's had some real good at bats and some big moments. Shown you that he can play third and first, um, and you know is is smart. So like he and Morel uh, and perhaps Madrigal are you know showing you some stuff for the bottom end of a roster spot and being valuable, but not necessarily an everyday role, right? Right. Well, I think you know if Patrick, if he, if he was you know. I don't know the straight platoon. I, I think that would hurt him because, you know, when you're the right-handed hitter of a platoon, you're not going to get that many at-bats. And I think he's a guy that needs a lot of at-bats to be at his best. Hmm. Um, but but some kind of semi-platoon situation with Patrick. You know, he's a good defender down there. At there. The metrics aren't great this year, but, you know, he, he is a good defender. Um, you know, all these guys look a lot better um, if you got a couple boppers in the middle of your order. Uh-huh. I mean, you look at this Cardinal group with, Arnado and Goldschmidt, and all of a sudden the contributions they get from O'Neill and Edmund and Brandon Donovan and all you know that you go oh wow that's a really that's a really good major league roster, so that that's the key. It's it's um, I think most second division teams have a lot of guys that are you know bona fide big leaguers, but you need some big big leaguers in the middle of that order to kind of make everybody else you know t- take a little heat off everybody else so they don't have to be the guy. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Um, Fran Mill Reyes is a guy who was supposed to be exactly that in the middle of a contact-heavy Cleveland team, and they gave up uh, on him, and now he's here. It's been, I think it's a 119 WRC plus uh, for Reyes, which is pretty damn good for him, um, actually. And the the contact rate is is actually very high, Right now with the Cubs, what do you think they found something with Fran Mill Reyes to be one of those boppers? That would be that'd be quite a find if they did. Yeah, well, I, I mean, and what he's only he's twenty seven, I think. He, you know, it seems like his name's been out there. He's been around a while, but he's, he's still a pretty young guy. Uh, you know, he, for me, he's kind of he fits into that same role as some of the other guys, where he's a, 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 you know a good piece to have on your club, a dangerous bat. Um, so yeah, if he were to get. 400, 500 plate appearances as a DH next year, that probably would, would be a good thing. Um, I'd like to see him hit the ball in the air. He hits, you know, throughout his career, he's hit it on the ground a little too much hmm. for a big, big slugger. Um, I'd like to see him hit it in the air a little bit. But he's been great in a Cub uniform. Uh, they love him in the clubhouse, big personality. 
Um, and he's performed well. So, yeah, I mean, he, he will certainly be in the mix. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So we know about the shortstops. Um, I love Bogarts. I love the way that he hits. Uh, I, I he, he thinks like a captain. If he's ready to move to third base and the Red Sox don't offer him dollars, and that's the rumor, I don't know. That, that, that one feels so sensible to me. I mean, Correa's great. Turner, I can't imagine the Dodgers will let him go. Swanson, the way the Braves are building and keeping the core, I suspect he's there, but we'll see. What do you think about Bogarts? Yeah, well, I, I think if, if the Cubs are going to aggressively pursue these guys, they're all in play. Because if you, you know, generally what happens is the team that makes the best offer gets the player. Um, so I, I think, you know, Bogarts would be a great fit. Uh, I, I would take any one of them. Hmm. You know, obviously you're just trying to up, you're just trying to upgrade your club, and they're all really talented players. So um, you know, if you get Bogarts and he's willing to play third, you keep Nico at short. If you get any of the other guys, you move Nico over to second base, and you have a, an elite middle of the diamond pairing at short and second base. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm with you, Spigs. I'm I'm in on all of them. I, I, hmm. I, I think that's probably the mindset that that Jet has. They're going to talk to everybody and. Um, I, I'm sure internally they've done all their data work, all their analytics, and, and they know who they value more over, you know, they probably have a pecking order on that board as who, who they really want to go after. But sometimes you have to settle for your, you know, your second pick or your third pick, but uh, they're all going to help if they get any one of those guys. Uh, they're obviously, you know, it's going to be an upgrade. Just two more moves. Um, I would sign Aaron Judge, a uh, free agent at 31 years old. Um, Aaron Judge seems to be pretty good. And trade for Otani, and then you're good. You know what I mean? Good. Boom. Bingo. Easy, yeah, make it happen. I, I, have you have you allowed yourself have you allowed yourself to consider the Otani thing? I, I mean, it, it, people are floating it out there. It's a it's a mess out there in Anaheim. Bless you, JD. Um, I don't. I, I mean, you could obviously just wait and try to sign him as a free agent, but the Mets traded for Lindor and then signed him. You know, um, some sometimes sometimes that's what you do: uh, bring a guy in and 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 sell him on your business, and 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 it's worth it in that regard. Oh yeah, I mean, how much fun would that be? Oh. I mean, to, to have that to have that guy, you know, run him out there every five days and DH him. <laughs> He's just an amazing player. Uh, something that you know we've never seen before. So I, I, you know, the price obviously would be huge, um, but as you said, the they, things are a bit of a mess out there. Uh, and the Cubs have have assets now. Uh, they've got a lot of minor league talent and uh, young, you know, some young guys they can move. And uh, I, I, for one, would be uh, completely on board with that move. Yeah, uh, Otani um, has now thrown. A career high in innings this year at 136. My my favorite stat at the moment, Jim, is that he's about to lead a team in innings pitched and plate appearances, which hasn't happened by the same guy since 1887. That's yeah, yeah. So, is is the back in the way back machine to to find find guys that that do what what he has done? Thirty plus home runs, ten plus wins on the mound. you know, you, you get those stat cast numbers where, you know, he threw a pitch 100 miles an hour and hit a home run 108 <laughs> miles an hour, whatever, you know, it's just remarkable. Ridiculous. ridiculous. And he's the, yeah. he's the number one hitter and number one pitcher on, on the same team. It's absolutely yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, he's the big kid. He's the big kid in Little League, right? <laughs> yeah, he rides up on the on the coolest bike, you know. And, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. And you're right. And all the 14-year-old girls are looking at him and you're yeah, like, man. Yeah. Yeah, all, right. all, all the little scrawny little leaguers. Like, what is this guy? 
<laughs> Who let this guy play? Yeah, yeah he's Andy Reid at the punt, pass, and, uh, and kick contest. <laughs> he's going to steal my freeze pop after the game. <laughs> I'll just give it to him. I'll give it to him up front so yeah. I don't have to get punched. That's right. Our producer, Sean Sears, uh, decided he wanted to grab some trivia for you and me, J.D. So here on the okay. final hit and run of the morning, let's see how we do, okay? Maybe we can collaborate uh, here if, if yeah. need be. Put our heads together and make a rock pile. Yeah, let's say. see. Let's see what we go. And as always, whenever we do trivia, it's in honor of the late, great Craig Lynch right here on Hit and Run. What you got, Sean? Okay, so in the 1993 World Series oh boy. between the Blue Jays and the Phillies, okay. there was five players that would go on to win the World Series MVP. Wow, there were five different five? World Series MVPs in that World Series alone. Exactly. I'll give you guys one. No, don't, don't give us any. Okay. Uh, Joe Carter win World Series MVP? That year, no, he hit, the, he hit the the big home run. They went on to they went on to win it in subsequent seasons. They hadn't already won one, correct? Yes, that's correct. Five went on to win it, so that's that's Phillies and and Blue Jays. Yeah, one of the winners was in this series, though. Okay. Um, hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, John Olerud. Uh, John Olerud. Um, Paul Molitor. There's one. Paul that, Molitor. He won that in 93. Okay. I remember. The, so, yeah. So, because there were a lot of, a lot, a lot of good players uh, on those two teams. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, 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 Robbie Alomar. No, nah, Robbie Alomar, but that was a really good guess. Yeah. <laughs> he was on that team. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to think D. I'm just going to start throwing names out. There you go. Um, um, hmm. Uh, it, I'm, thinking about that, I'm thinking about that Blue Jay lineup, and I'm breaking into a cold sweat. Yeah, yeah, right. um, I mean, that was a good lineup. That was a yeah. damn good lineup. Um, who, so, uh, yeah, no, who, who were they, Sean? Go ahead. So we've got Jack Morris, Pat Broders? Pat Borders. Borders, Jack excuse Morris. me. Oh, Pat Borders, yes. He was, was he the MVP of that, that series? No. He Mahler. was actually 92, so he was the season prior. Oh, the season prior, so. Uh, Paul Mall. Paul Mahler, obviously, the Kurt Schilling, and uh, I'm missing the other name. Oh, but Schilling of Philly. I'll have to find the other one for you guys, That's but it right. was those four. But yeah, Schilling was uh, that was the stumper for us here. Okay. All right, next question here for you guys. Um, so. Well, we knocked that one out. <laughs> yeah, 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 we, yeah, we that killed that. Sorry, I gave you guys a hard one to start. But, all right. This may be a little bit of softball here. Booth, Babe Ruth won seven World Series. Mm-hmm. Out of those seven teams, which one did he beat twice? So the seven series they played a team, which one of the he play, beat twice? Well, I'm inclined to say the Cardinals. It's a good guess, but not the Cardinals. Mm. Um, I'm inclined to say the Giants. <laughs> Not not the Giants. I'm now inclined to say the Cubs. No, I I don't know. Well, the Cubs is a good guess, right? Because you know, thirty two. Right. Um. Okay. Phillies. No. We got a whole Philly vibe going today. Yeah. No. That's all right. That's okay. Who is it, Sean? It's the Boston Red Sox. Ah, of course, it's the Boston Red Sox. Well, in the World Series, so they were at that point the Braves, I believe, the Boston Braves. Oh no, mm-hmm. it's different franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The different franchise. No, see, we got to vet these. I, I, I got to vet these. JD, I'm sorry. We will, we'll, we'll work on it. it, it you, you have a. If you get one for me, you text it to me. If I get one for you, I will text it to you. Appreciate your, uh, your help along the way. 
uh, all season long and have a wonderful rest of the season and go Bears, apparently, since hitting run. Yeah, go Bears. Uh, thanks, Biggs. Always good to be on. All yeah. right. Thanks, Jim. We'll see you down the road. All right. Appreciate you. 670, the score is where you are. Matt Spiegel is who you are with. Um, when we come back, um, one man described the game beautifully. He's a future Hall of Famer who had a chance on the TV. Let's hear from that next on 670, the score. The premier baseball show in Chicago. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel. Wainwright sprinting out to the mound. Incredibly, tonight will be his 48th career start against the Chicago Cubs. 48. He is 18 and 14 with a 3.77 ERA, nearly 300 innings. So Yadier Molina is behind the plate, and it is start number 2,097 as a catcher, and that ties him with Carlton Fisk, second most all-time in the history of baseball tonight. Every single night, a record being broken by Yadi Bueno Albert. St. Louis Cardinals, really good, again. Freaking Cardinals Devil Magic. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Man, Lars Newtbar. Lars Newtbar is supposed to be a punchline, a candy bar joke, and a flash in the pan. He's not that. He's an eighth-round draft pick for the Cardinals who had good contact skills but very little on the power profile and through the help of actually driveline baseball and the Cardinals' developmental system has turned into another guy, another guy who's helping them out and doing things for them that is in their system. And coming around, unbelievable! Just one after another, just after another, another one, right? It's All crazy. these freaking decades, man! They just keep turning out these people, and you're like, "Where'd this guy come from?" One year it's Tommy Pham, right? This is Jeremy Hazelbaker, and then here we are with Lars Newtbar. Jordan Walker's the next guy to watch too, coming out of their system. They got a lot. Mm-hmm. They got an absolute 
trove, um, and they keep going. They're also seven and a half games up in the National League Central and looking like they're going to be the team to get there and not the Milwaukee Brewers who have fallen apart as the Cardinals have stepped up. But you heard the highlight there with Wainwright and with Yadier Molina. They took the field yesterday for their 323rd career start together. That's insane. And they are just one away from tying the record, two away from breaking the record of Mickey Lolich and Bill Freehan of the Detroit Tigers who played together for 12 years in the 60s and 70s. Wainwright and Molina have been together since 2005. But Wainwright was a reliever at first and became a full-time starter in 2007. So even with the fewer starts per year and some of the injury issues that both have had at different times, they're about to break that record. So probably two starts from now. September 13th or 14th at home against the Brewers. They will become the pair of pitcher, catcher, battery mates to have the most career starts together. They passed Red Faber and Ray Schalk of the White Sox um, and passed Warren Spahn and Del Crandall of the Boston Braves who turned into the Milwaukee Braves, and uh, it's just amazing. And then Albert Pujols obviously chasing all of his records. Um, this from last night is this uh, these are the cheers that the Cardinals fans greeted Albert with every single time he came up. Now, Albert Pujols, and everybody stands again. And I am not getting tired of this. The 0 2 <laughs> left field. Did he get enough at the wall and caught? Oh, oh, so close for 6.95. And the next cheer you hear will be for number five. And again, the crowd standing, especially behind the Cardinals' dugout. The 1-1. Now we're in a base hit into left. Is it wrong that I'm disappointed when he gets a base hit? <laughs> Albert is having a crazy resurgence and has been incredibly fun if you can allow yourself to get there, to watch and to document. Terrific column by Jason Stark and his weird and wild and wacky or whatever he calls it on The Athletic the other day with some amazing Pujols nuggets uh, all mixed in there. Uh, it, it's just been incredible. We'll see if Albert gets to 700 homers. He says he's done. I don't think he comes back just to try and get to 700 or to pass um, to pass Babe at 714. And be third behind Hank and Bonds? I don't think so. But it, it's just it's just been amazing, and the Cardinals are managing it well. The lineup today, though, has no Pujols and no Molina. So I think you're done. This is the last Cubs-Cardinals game of the year. Uh, the Cardinals have won 12 of the 18. Today would be the 19th. And... If they can go 13 and six, 13 and six, they'll have the best record over the Cubs that they've had since 2013 when they went 12 and seven. So yeah, no Yachty here. God, Yachty's so slow now too. He's the second slowest player in MLB. Did you see him beat out that double yesterday? Oh my god! Oh, it was just like it's incredibly, incredibly slow jog. And then he didn't even bother to slide. He just kind of reached his foot out there and barely made it in standing. 
Just a little stab with the foot there. Yeah. Oh, and Wainwright is giggling from the dugout, and Yachty's holding up his arms, going, I made it! I made it! Barely, barely, barely. But Dude, I mean, the amount of time it took Dylan Carson to go first to home, mm. Yachty was still trotting his second. Crazy. They are back to being the organizational standard and the division rival and the evil big brother. They've, they've kind of never stopped. Cubs did pass them by briefly and now trail them again and look up at them again. And they have just always drafted well. They have always developed well. And usually when they make a big expenditure on trades and then free agent signings like Arenado and Goldschmidt, they choose well. Paul Goldschmidt might win the Triple Crown this year. He's a couple home runs behind Kyle Schwarber in the National League. Other than uh, that, he's leading in batting average, and he is leading in RBIs. Crazy, crazy, crazy. This is uh, this is an interesting moment. Talked a lot of White Sox in hour number one, and we will do some more in, um, in hour number three. As, of course, Cleveland and Minnesota getting a little tight up there at the top of the American League Central, but it's happening all over the game where the Yankees are now just four games up on Toronto after Corey Kluber, the former Yankee and, uh, and Cleveland pitcher, obviously, threw a really, really good game against them into the seventh inning yesterday. And the Braves just uh, a couple of games behind the Mets right now. Somehow, with Max Scherzer, having a little pain uh, on his side. And now here are the uh, the Braves just charging and charging and charging. The Braves 32 games over 500 at 83 and 51, just two games back of the Mets right now. The biggest division lead continues to be the Dodgers with an 18-game lead. They are 50 games over 500 at 91 and 41. And uh, top of the hour, I want to ask you about who your World Series teams are. Who the teams that you have seen that have impressed you the most and you believe are going to fight their way through the leagues and end up being your World Series champ. But I mentioned this. It's been an absolute treat to hear Joey Votto on Reds games. Um, there was a moment where he was talking hitting with Paul Goldschmidt up there during the Reds Cardinals series. He and Barry Larkin uh, up there together talking hitting has been great. Featured some of that on the Beat the Streak pro- podcast earlier on in the week. Um, And then he was up there, happened to be doing the inning and was part of the call when a young Reds prospect homered for his first home run, his arrival in the big leagues. And then here's uh, a clip from Joey Votto that has gone viral about what he loves about baseball. Whether it's the fog in San Francisco, whether it's, you know, the at times the shadows can be a factor here. In Cincinnati, uh, the uh, the the wind in Chicago. Do you like that variety? I love it. I love it. I, I love that there's no uniformity to our game. It's my favorite part about our sport. You know, I've heard uh, comments about our, our our sport and the direction. I think we've got a monopoly on the summer. I think I think we're blue skies and green green grass. And baseball caps, and you know, there's something about the different ballparks, the different climates, the different fan bases that's 
to me the appeal of our game. You can sit and putt around on your phone. You can have a beer, a hot dog. You can stay locked in on the game and score it. You can sit in the stands and uh, sit on the uh, on the uh, concourse, stand on the concourse and banter with with friends and family and catch up. Uh, you can come late, leave early, and you can still have a great time. I love our game for that reason. That's uh, great stuff. It's Joey Votto on the game. Rex Hudler was on earlier in the week with me and Danny Parkins and expressed similar stuff, but in his own inimitable Rex Hudler way. My God, if you guys didn't hear that, it is so fun. Sean, I'll find it if you can't, but uh, I, I know Chris Tannehill cut up like a 35, 40-second chunk of Rex Hudler from the other day and used it as a sign-off on one of our days. Hudler just super positive and peppy and happy and loving about the game of baseball. So I'll find Tanny because I realized that that goes along very nicely with what Votto just did. It's just the Hudler version. And so, so fun. It's about loving others, man. I'm telling you, baseball is the greatest sport in the world. It's played every day, and it's so much like life. you got to bring your lunch pail to work every single day. What are the numbers you can show me? You know, you have a great game? Yeah, yeah, yeah well, that was over. What have you done for me lately? New day. Let's go. What, what, what do we got? So it's so much fun. And to see fans and people go to baseball games, it's a social game. Take them. Basketball and football, it's too noisy and too loud. You can't socialize there. Yeah. Take somebody to a game that you want to get to know, your mom and dad or whatever. I mean, you know, and enjoy the grand game. <laughs> wow. Right? It's the same stuff. It is, man. From both of them. You got time to do other stuff, too. Votto's like, you can be on your phone. Hudler's like, bring somebody you want to talk to, you want to catch up with. <laughs> I like both things. I prefer talking to somebody. Sometimes I do like the phone, though. I, I, I have to admit that I like that. That's great. Good job, Sean Sears. Good job, Chris Tannehill. Good job, Rex Hudler. Good job, Joey Gallo. It's 670 the score. Matt Spiegel is who you're with on Hit and Run. Um, More White Sox and some national stuff at the top of the hour. But coming up next, who are the Cubs and the Miners that have passed through Des Moines or are there right now that need to be discussed? We'll talk about that next with Tommy Birch right here on The Score. The premier baseball show in Chicago. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel. Pitch on court. Right field. Valera doesn't move. Another home run for Mervis. There's number 29, and that one landed in Illinois. (laughs) Now, that would be something. That'd be something. 670, the score is where you are. Matt Spiegel is who you're with on Hit and Run. And we have lots of Cubs prospects to discuss, and we're going to do so Right now, as we welcome to the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, some of the world's largest sports book, Tommy Birch, the iCubs reporter for the Des Moines Register, who joins us now on the score. Tommy, thanks for the time. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm actually hanging out at, in the apple orchard right now. So uh, <laughs> sorry if uh, you hear some random screaming going on. It's uh, 
it's a lot busier than I thought it'd be on a on a Sunday. Wow. Um. Um. What do you got? Like, are there Fujis there? Are there Honey Crisps there? Gala? I mean, what are our options, Tommy? I I have not seen any food options yet. All I've seen is food options for the goats to feed. So we've 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 fed some goats. We've uh, played in some corn. And we have seen some chickens, but I have not eaten yet. So okay. that's, that's going to be next on the on the to-do list. Okay, got it. Uh, well, good to know. Well, thank, thank you so much for the time amidst the, uh, the family activities. Um, talk to me about Matt Mervis. I'm pretty damn excited about him. And I've been saying that I think he's going to be given a shot next year to possibly win that first base job out of training camp is is the bat sure seems ready. Tell me about the approach and what you've thought about him as you've watched him now, 29 homers on the minor league year. Yeah. I mean, he's been one of the coolest stories in, in the Cubs system and frankly, in all minor league baseball this year, you know, he was an undrafted guy in 2020. Now that kind of comes with an asterisk given that there were only five rounds, but everybody wanted this guy mostly as a pitcher. You know, he was a guy that, during the low 90s, topped out, he told me around 96 when he was at Duke. And when you look at the bat and what it did in college, there really wasn't much there. But the Cubs and the Yankees were a couple of the teams that really saw something in him and, and gave him a chance. And, you know, he kind of made some adjustments to his swing in the Cape Cod League. And then after last season, when he really didn't produce at, at a high level and certainly not at the level he's producing at this year. But, um, he does everything. You know, he hits for power. He gets on base. He'll take his walks. Is I think what's been uber impressive about him is you look at strikeout rates constantly gone down this year, and he's adjusted well to every level. You know, starting out at high A, going to double A, going to triple A. You know, even when he came to triple A, you know, there was a little learning curve, but he made the adjustments, figured out how to adapt to to triple a pitching and has just absolutely raked. So he's, uh, he's kind of come out of nowhere in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 he's got, he's got just such a sense of calm and quiet up there. Um, I heard him talking about Jordan Alvarez, that that's the big leaguer that he watches and, and kind of wants to, wants to emulate. And um, that kind of makes sense to me with the very stable presence that he has in the batter's box. Yeah, it's a pretty quiet approach, too, like you had said. And I think that's what makes the power so interesting and so intriguing is you look at him, he is a big dude. You know, he is a huge dude. So you, you definitely see where the power comes from. But he's got he's got kind of a short swing, and that's one of the things he, he told me he adjusted after last year where he had those struggles, uh, you know, in his first year in the minor league system with the Cubs. But shortened his swing a little bit and – has really produced some big time pop that, you know, he hasn't really had before in, in his career. And I think, uh, um, you know, like I said, it's not just home runs, basing doubles, he's getting on base and he's cutting down on his strikeouts immensely. So there's a lot to, to really like about Matt Mervis at the plate. All right. So Mervis, a guy that I think will, will be given a shot in the spring. What about Alexander Canario, who's risen up through the system and now he's there. This is a guy with tremendous power, 31 homers on the minor league year. Um, I thought there was going to be a lot more swing and miss that would stay in the profile. Maybe it's still there and I'm just not realizing it in some of the numbers. But uh, what, what has clicked for him that you've been able to see? 
Haven't really gotten to see a ton of him. He actually came out of a game the other day with an injury. We haven't heard what it is, but he hasn't landed on the injured list. Right now it sounds more precautionary, but haven't gotten anything official in terms of what it is or how bad it could be, but he walked off on his own with a trainer. But, you know, he's he's battling the adjustment going from double A to triple A. But, man, you talk about a guy with a lot of tools, and he looks the part and, and certainly plays the part, even though um, you look at the numbers that he's had so far in triple A, they haven't been that great, but he's got a great arm. He covers a ton of ground in the outfield. And, yeah, he's got that big-time big time pop with the bat. And, you know, like you had said, it's it's pretty impressive that that guy takes a lot of walks. And, you know, I was uber impressed with during his first game with the Iowa Cubs. You could really see him tracking every single pitch. So he was getting good looks. And even though the stats haven't shown it, it looks like he is seeing AAA pitching pretty well, which is a really good sign for him that, just more at-bats, more experience. He's going to be a guy that, you know, is going to be a part of this Cubs future because there there are so many tools. And I'll say this, watching him take batting practice has been an absolute treat because it is legit big-time power. It reminds me a lot watching him during BP. It reminds me a lot of watching Jorge Soler when he was down here taking BP. Just the way... You know, the ball jumps off his bat, as they say, the old scouting cliche that you hear all the time. But it's absolutely true when it comes to a guy like Alexander Canario because he, when he connects on it, man, it, it goes a long way. See, Tommy, you saw that wave. You saw that wave of prospects come up and through there. And now you're seeing, you know, the beginnings of, of this next wave. I mean, soon you'll see Pete Crow Armstrong, theoretically, and you'll, you'll, you'll see some of, the, some of the other big names. But, but, but so it's interesting, and, and I appreciate the ability to take a look at that context. Has Brennan Davis looked like he belongs uh, now that – I know he's just back a few days, but how has Brennan Davis looked? Because center field is another big glaring need for this team. Yeah, from uh, covering ground in center field, yeah, he actually uh, he absolutely plays the part. You know, I think he's got all those tools too in terms of being able to cover ground. He's got a great arm. He's a tremendous athlete. You know, the biggest question has been is the bat and how is he doing health wise? You know, he struggled massively when he got here to start the year. Turns out he was dealing with a bad back that led to back surgery. Came back. You know, we had 10 minor league rehab games before he got to Iowa and didn't really do too much with those games. And you take that with a grain of salt. There's a lot of catching up that needs to be done. That was, um, in a sense, his spring training. But he's put together some good at-bats here. I think at times Brennan has been a little too patient. His biggest problem early in the season was he was getting his pitch to hit early in counts, and he just wasn't – taking good swings at him. So he's got to probably be a little bit more aggressive with the bat. And I think probably some of that stems from, you know, the high strikeout numbers that piled up early in the season for him. But, you know, for me, it's, you know, I still need to see more when it comes to Brennan Davis. Is he, you know, a guy that's part of this rebuild? Yeah. Is he like the guy in terms of like the way we looked at Chris Bryant, the way we looked at, Javi Baez, you know, those guys that you thought, like, man, they are going to be the the, the main key contributors to that. I think the, the verdict's still out when it comes to Brennan Davis. But, 
you know, you take that with a grain of salt, too, because you have to remember this is a guy that was a high school draft pick, um, has dealt with injuries every step of the way, didn't have a 2020 because of COVID-19. So it's still really early in the whole process for Brennan Davis, and that's something that I think gets lost upon a lot of people, including me. Hmm. Uh, just um, just about 90 seconds left. I want to ask you about two pitchers. Hayden Wisniecki. Tell me about the new guy, Hayden Wisniecki, the former Yankee that they got for Scott F. Ross. What have you thought about him and the results so far there? Man, he's got a big-time slider that just plays at the big league level. He pitched out of the bullpen as last outing. He's going to pitch out of the bullpen probably today. And obviously that's kind of the route that the Cubs have taken when it came to Keegan Thompson and Justin Steele. And with the stuff that Hayden has, I wouldn't be surprised if you see him in the big leagues at some point this season, maybe even after this last outing in, in Iowa, possibly today. It just depends how he does. But like I said, big-time slider, big-time hit-and-miss type stuff. And, um, you know, I think he'll be getting a shot at some time uh, mm. in Chicago this year. And then Caleb Killian, who we saw in the bigs and showed some good poise but then got beat up a little bit. Uh, and after that, how has he responded um, now that he's been back down there? You know, it's kind of been hit and miss with Caleb Killian, but I take that also, you know, I, I kind of have, have to add in some perspective when it comes to that as well because, you know, when, when Caleb came back down, it wasn't about like, okay, just go get out. It was like, okay, let's mix in our off-speed stuff more. Let's just work on certain things. At times, the – the results haven't been great. They've been wildly inconsistent. And, you know, I think the only thing you worry about there is how much has the confidence been shot. But at times he has looked absolutely dominant. And at times he he looks like a guy that is just flat out working on different things. But there's still a lot to really like there. And there's still obvious evidence of, of a ton of potential in him to be a middle of the rotation type of guy. Tommy, thanks so much. Um, try the apple butter. If there is a if there is like a spicy apple jam, something like that, and you're headed to Chicago at any point, I would put that on a roast beef sandwich. Thanks for asking. Um, you know, but maybe a cider. Uh, who the hell knows? Just enjoy yourself. There's got to be like a cider vodka. <laughs> well, it is eleven o'clock, uh, just about. So I think. I'm sure that they could take care of you in that way. They want you to stay and linger and have a good time. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, Tommy. Appreciate it. It's Tommy Birch from the Des Moines Register. Matt Spiegler with you on Hit and Run. All right, some time for your phone calls. Aloud and welcome right now. I want to talk to you, the baseball fan. You have been watching all around the league. Cub fans, Sox fans, I want all of you. And more, whatever you're a fan of. I'm, here's what I really want to know. As you're looking around the sport, been watching the standings, been watching quick pitch, been checking out box scores and highlights, watching games. Maybe you're an MLB TV viewer, bouncing around. What teams have shown you that they have what it takes? Which teams are best equipped to make a run through the league, through the playoffs, and meet in the World Series? It's the final hit and run. It's our last chance to hang out and talk. So dial it up at 312-644-6767. Give me your World Series matchup and why. Okay? I want to talk about it with you now on Hit and Run right here on 670 The Score. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.